The following message was given at Hope Church of Knoxville. For more information about Hope Church, please visit our website at hopeknox.com. Exodus 16. you're uh, just joining us, we've been uh, going verse by verse through the book of Exodus. And we have made our way, um, a little background to where we are, we just made our ways through the waters of Egypt. Um, they probably are still seeing, seeing the waves of the armor uh, coming ashore. And then uh, they just sang a song, it's about a month later is now where we are in the text. So before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us uh, to come together today to study your word, to think upon it, to see how it applies to our lives, to see how it's here to motivate us towards holiness, to motivate us to love you and treasure your son. Lord, I pray that uh, throughout this day that you'll give us uh, ears to hear, give us eyes to see from this text. May it change our lives. May it cause us to live gospel-centered lives. I want to pray for all of the churches in this area, around the state, around the U.S., and around the world who are gathering together this morning. I pray that you be with them. I pray that you give the pastors the words to say. May the gospel be clear throughout the message. Thank you for this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So last week, to give a little background to where we are, um, gave that brief introduction there, but uh, just to catch you up where we are in the text, we saw last week how literally uh, the the armor was still floating ashore, and then as soon as that takes place, then you have the people of Israel, they they make one of the greatest hymn songs in all of Scripture. So uh, one of the greatest songs celebrating uh, not really any commands calling for God to do anything, but all a declaration for who God is and what He has done and how we should celebrate God because of that. So I, I would say it's one of the greatest songs and declarations of who God is in all of Scripture. So then shortly thereafter that, Um, Less than a month later, we now have two instances where the people of Israel, they've just got done singing a song, and then they come to this water several days later. Only less than a week has conspired, and they've come to this water, and now they're, they're drinking bitter water, and they say, we were better off in slavery. Let's go back to Egypt. They start saying, let's abandon how God has just delivered us. We just saw the waves crash down in this armor, I mean, on this, uh, this entire army, and now they're saying we were better off in slavery. Let's go back to where we were. And now, once again, we're going to see another story of the people and their grumbling. We'll see another one again in the weeks to come as well. But look with me in 16 verse 1. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came out to the wilderness of sin. Whenever I read this, and as I come to this part of the text, I honestly feel like I'm reading Pilgrim's Progress. And I feel like there's some type of symbolism in the name. But this is just the name of the location. There's no theological background to this. In English, it sounds like a word, the word sin that we know. But uh, every time I read this, I feel like I'm um, in chapter one, maybe, of uh, Pilgrim's Progress. If you, if you haven't read the book, 
there's still time to repent. Go ahead, read it, um, and then all will be restored. So, they're in the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month, after they had departed from the land of Egypt. This is here to let us know that a month now has taken place. It's only been about 30 days since they saw these waves come crashing down. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Think about this. They just saw all of these plagues go upon Egypt and the people all the people of Egypt and Pharaoh. They just saw all of these curses come down upon them. They just put blood upon their door and God's wrath passed over them. But the people of Egypt, it killed the firstborn of everyone in that area. They just saw all of these great wonders. They saw the Nile turn to blood for a period of time. They saw locusts and flies and all of these things. They then go through the waters and they see an entire army when they had nothing. And they saw an entire army brought to nothing. And then they come to water and they complain because it doesn't taste well. It's bitter. And now they start to get hungry and they complain. I think this is uh, interesting in itself is that they sang one of the greatest worship songs in the Bible last week. We looked at how right after they got done singing, they then start to complain. Only a few days later, they go from worship to pointing the finger at God. The music stopped and their singing stopped. And now we're going to see this continues on. Why is this the case? I think this is a good reminder of what Calvin told us uh, long ago is that our hearts are idle factories. They're constantly producing more and more idols in our lives so that whenever the opportunity arises, we instantly turn from God and start worshiping something else. Every single time we'll destroy one idol and then we run to another idol over and over again. This is played out in our lives every single day. The problem is, the people of Israel, it's not that they didn't recognize the things that God did for them. They certainly saw those things, and they certainly were amazed. But they don't have the heart to worship God. They need a new heart. They need their hearts transformed by God. This should lead us to the New Testament. These signs were literally a sign pointer for them. The water, everything, uh, everything that God has done were sign pointers to show them that He is worthy of all worship, but also to remind them that they are just like the Egyptians, but they need something greater. They need God to do a great work. They need God to transform their hearts. We are like them. We need God to invade our lives. Or we're constantly creating more and more idols and pursuing after them for worship. Look with me in verse 3. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread uh, to the full. For you have, been brought, 